We're live. Not live, but recording. Welcome to a new Waterwave TV interview. You can't see him yet, but we got two special guests in the building. We got Lebo and we got DJ Tokyo. We're going to learn a little bit more about them, where they're from, why they're out here. What did they just do this past weekend? They got us some cool shit to talk about, but you know the drill. We got to run the intro first. And what you at if you been this shit? Go ahead to youtube.com backslash waterwave TV and subscribe to that shit. Yeah. Know the waves in it, baseball we're hitting a home run, hit it with the coldest rings, and even on my bad days, I'm a clutch to finish the track diminished. The booth burnt hands is itching down. And we're back. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Welcome, Lebo, DJ Tokyo. Yes, sir. Cadillac of Tokyo. Lebo Tracks. Whatever you, whatever however you guys know <laughs> them by they're in the building today. How you guys doing? Man, we're feeling good. Blessed. Yeah, doing good, man. Today's Monday. How was your guys' weekend? Yeah, man, it was good. Like, we just had a show out here. Mm-hmm. It was our second show, coming back for the second time. And, you know, we got to vibe, meet some new people, and, you know, let people have a platform for their music. Yeah. Yeah, man, uh, past weekend went well. You know, this is, uh, we out here for the Storm Tour. This is our, I believe, our third date out here on tour. Mm-hmm. We did Los Angeles the week before, and we did, um, what did you do? Houston for the first show mm-hmm. so it was blessed coming out here and we appreciate y'all for having us yeah I went to it it was pretty dope uh, it was at creative Minneapolis definitely a cool setup uh has a very like underground vibe to it you know mm-hmm. like very close-knit like talking to everyone there making yeah. actual real networking which is kind of the point of going on these tours you know Facts. trying to build up your brand but uh, where are you from originally I'm originally from Augusta Georgia but mm-hmm. I'm based in eastern Washington in Tri-Cities uh-huh. okay. so um, I do a lot of events in Eastern Washington and, you know, Seattle area, mm-hmm. back and forth. In Tokyo, you're from out here, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Originally from St. Paul, but, you know, I'm based out of Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. How did you two get connected then? So about three to four years ago, we had a, um, I had a show that was going on in Eastern Washington, and um, he was DJing for John Jay. And John Jay, mm-hmm. he goes by John Jay Hendricks. He's a bass. He's an artist based out here, and he was DJing for them. And I, um, you know, started talking to him, and over time we just started to work together, and it led to us just being partners in this movement. So mm-hmm. it's been great. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. it yeah, it's been, <laughs> been a long time, been like three, four years, and yeah, just came out here for a show with John Jay, and then you know we met. I was like, yo, just link up whenever you need a DJ or something like that, and then we just kept doing more and more shows in Seattle, and then we just got cooler and cooler. So you're doing the whole tour? Yeah, is that correct? And the, the, so the Storm Tour, this is the second one. Uh, break it down, the na- like the, why it's called the Storm Tour for, for everyone that's listening. So to break it down, we call it the Storm Tour because I've been kind of branding my, myself and my, my clothing brand and my, all, just all my overall theme has just been around lightning and thunder. And even in my music as an artist, I have mm-hmm. lightning and thunder incorporated in, the, in those. So the Storm is just something we just you know, established so that way it's relevant to people, you know, for Minneapolis people, for people back home. Mm-hmm. It's just something that people can represent and, you know, kind of understand what's going on when they see it in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so does it kind of go with like the kind of like the eternal like look? Cause it's like almost like lightning bolts and whatnot. So that's kind of why you're tying it together that way. Correct. Yeah. The, uh, the, yeah, the storm and the lightning, yeah, it all just kind of comes in very cohesively. So mm-hmm. it, I feel like it's something that's working and, uh, we might as well keep pushing it. Mm-hmm. What is a what what has been kind of like uh, your favorite experiences going on tours? Is this a, is this your second tour, or have you done multiple tours in the past? Like this is Storm Tour this Two, is, but yeah, this is our second tour this year, mm-hmm. um, and probably one of the most memorable moments. 
Man. Yeah, what was the uh damn last tour I, or this tour? I th- well, I've been just saying in general for this tour so far, I I would say Houston, that show was amazing. The projections, mm-hmm. the visuals for everything. Um, it just was an amazing show, man. Yeah, it was the great artists people. are just like a different level and different yeah. style. You know, for me it was cool just going out there. You know, they got that whole DJ screw vibe. Went out to Alameda to a store to check out the DJ screw stuff. And then to hear all their music from Houston people and how they react to music is it's just different. You mm-hmm. know? Facts. So. But overall, man, just the people, man. I really think that um the people becomes the best part about this because mm-hmm. every time we go to a new city we're getting to learn new people and you know we're, we're getting to just really bond with them and it, it, it's something different you know when you're meeting someone online but when you get to meet them in person there's an actual bond that's created so mm-hmm. just overall just meeting the people in this process has been blessed yeah uh where is washington probably your strongest fan base yeah definitely yeah i've seen the videos on on your gram and you showed me them when i met you of them like lined up with your merch getting the autographs and stuff crazy Uh, oh see explain to me uh kind of like what it's like going back to washington rather than these other states you may be touring like what's it like the main differences the main differences is the people out there already have you know seen you know and are understanding what we have to bring them so and just how this city will be, you know, maybe in a few months to a year, mm-hmm. they already understand what it is. They understand we're good people we're trying to bring in, you know, some some fresh artists to the scene while also, you know, kind of showing them what we have to offer. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they, they already have the branding out there. They already know who DJ Tokyo is. They already know who I am. They already mm-hmm. know, you know, how we set things up. So it's just a matter of time. Just, you know, people just getting more comfortable with who we are first. Mm-hmm. And then over time, you know, as people get to see who we are and they know we're not on no weird shit. They'll, they'll be open to it. Mm-hmm. So that's the only difference. It's just the, the relevance and yeah. just the, the comfortability. Yeah. I feel like that, like we're, we're, we're kind of on the verge of like this year we need to do, start traveling more. You could, you know, either call it a tour or even just like not even plan it out super strictly, but just try to just travel and meet more people, show up to shows, you know, try to see how many of our friends events we can go to in different cities and whatnot too, just to market. Uh, was that like a big emphasis? Like at some point to like flip the switch to like, all right, I got to get out of my, uh, out of Washington and start marketing more and actually physically going places because you can you can reach a crowd online for sure but like what flipped the switch of being like let's do a tour you know like what 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 made you want to do that so honestly I, I was seeing that Tokyo was doing a lot of tours with CLM Presents mm-hmm. which is another company that's out here and I I hadn't been moving around that much I was just kind of going between Eastern Washington and doing things in Western Washington. Mm-hmm. So I realized I can't just keep going back and forth because one, my market is gonna get overused and I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna be too, people are gonna be too familiar. It's just gonna be too washed, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I got to that point and then I started to do shows in other areas just to get, you know, I took the system that was working in those areas and I just took it into a new area, mm-hmm. set the goals out. And then, uh, you know, once we pencil those out and uh, yeah, it worked in those other cities and we just kept, trying it in new areas especially after coronavirus you know it, it really forced us to get outside of our market because mm-hmm. they shut us down mm-hmm. so um yeah we we just took it as an opportunity mm-hmm. and it, it's been working ever since cool uh let's touch on uh it's eternal right that's yeah, how you eternal. pronounce it i just want to make sure i'm not saying it wrong uh it's like you have the two different instagrams in your bio the eternal records eternal productions well what's the difference between the two and what overall is eternal like so, um, yeah, of course. So yeah. the difference between Eternal Productions and Eternal Records is Eternal Productions is more of my clothing, jewelry, mm-hmm. and just overall community. Mm-hmm. Eternal Records is more for Lebo. You know, I am Lebo, but it's like 
the business behind Lebo and mm -hmm. the overall community of music and, you know, vendors and art and crafting and stuff like that. So Eternal Productions came first. Eternal Records came later when we started doing more tours and more uh, consistent workflow with events and stuff like that. Fire. Uh, how did you come up with that name? Eternal came about because I wanted something that would represent just something lasting forever mm -hmm. and uh, could, I guess, represent art. So I took the word eternal, changed A to a V, nothing mm -hmm. crazy. Um, and then I, what it symbolizes is art lasting forever. So whatever it is you're doing, if it's podcasting, if it's being a DJ, if it's somebody being a clothing brand, you're an artist, mm -hmm. it's going to last forever. And we symbolize that. And um, the lightning bolt is on the, the back of the hoodies, you know, and um, yeah, that's just that's just what we symbolize mm -hmm. as a movement. Cool. Uh, you've you've seemed to have pretty good success on social media. I mean, you're almost at sixty thousand followers on Instagram. What have you done to kind of like branch yourself out to be able to you know gain a following on there and be able to go on a tour to be able to promote? You know, like well, what tactics have you used in the past? Like maybe some advice for some people looking to grow them grow themselves. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I would say is I have pretty much used every single social media platform there is out there. I've expanded myself on TikTok to 77,000 followers. I've had, you know, some viral videos go off on there. I've also, you know, incorporated a ton of different engagement groups and things on Snapchat mm -hmm. to just always have something structured there for myself. I've built email lists from different media pages that mm -hmm. I built organically. But the Lebo page has also been boosted artificially to also increase the rate, the rate that we're growing. Mm -hmm. So the, the following is legit and what we do is very real, but we also artificially boost things to make it happen even faster. Mm -hmm. Cause you have to per be perceived as what it is you need to be. So that way you can move more efficiently. Mm -hmm. So that's what we've done and it's been working. Okay. Okay. When you say artificially, like to where like you're, how, yeah, explain that to me exactly, I guess. I don't so know what you mean exactly. I would say artificially in a way where we've enhanced the following so that way the people that are watching feel like they're a part of something bigger. Not that they aren't a part of anything bigger, mm -hmm. but people are very, you know, it's very psychological. Mm -hmm. So you need to play the game so that way you can continue to move. So we understand that, you know, the, the labels and everything can shift numbers so yeah. that way they are more liked. But at the same time, we know what we have is very valuable and people mm -hmm. enjoy it. So we had to do what we had to do. And I'm a very honest and transparent person. Mm -hmm. So I don't mind sharing this because this is the same things that we talk about behind the scenes. Yeah. And this is what helps us move the way we move. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that's what we've done. Yeah. I've noticed that, like, I guess if people don't even maybe don't notice it, if you're not, if you don't really pay attention to the music scene that much. But as soon as these artists get signed to these label deals, like, mm -hmm. like <laughs> a lot of their like views, likes, followers are very oversaturated very artificial like because if someone can if someone can do 20,000 views on their own yeah. and you you know if this you know but you let's say you put 10,000 artificial ones on there no one's going to necessarily think like oh this you know it's 30,000 fake views or yeah. if you're thinking even at a super high scale of someone like uh I see it a lot I seen it with like I think it was like Smoke Perp's Instagram page like he posted a video and within 10 minutes it had 100,000 likes and then I come back That's like wild. 24 hours later and it has like 102,000 likes. I'm like, so it's like, I'll, like something's artificial there or it's like, or they'll drop a music video and within the first two hours, it'll have 500 K. And then in, at the end of the th three month span, it's at like 720 K, you know, like, yeah. so it's like, it's like a lot of people don't realize it, but like, Damn. cause when you have a following of things, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah. when, 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 let's, when a million people are watching your thing, adding a, a make believe million on top of it, 
isn't going to necessarily make the the real million go away, but it might make another 10, 20,000 come in. Exactly. So it's a very business side of things. Mm-hmm. And I've always like, I guess my opinion on like uh, the artificial like numbers and whatnot is like, it's definitely a way of, of growing a brand as long as you can back up the numbers, you know, like exactly. there's people that make very trash music and whatnot or very trash clothes and they'll have a hundred thousand followers at 2 million views, you know, and you can, t- you can tell their fake, but like if they're, if their music is, is good enough to get that many views or their clothes or that are good enough to get that many follows or likes and it, it'll back it up and people will, will, it'll build its credibility. Exactly. It's like a very, it's like a very like thin line of like, of like doing it and it working and doing it and, and it not working. Yeah, and, like, it, like and, and one thing that we've seen too is like, you know, like we'll book artists, you know, like book headlining artists or something yeah. like that. Oh, and, and you know, they, they got the craziest following or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then when the shows come, like no tickets were sold except yeah. for the, the stuff that we've all pushed already. Yeah. You know, things like that. Like, you know, things like that do happen. And, you know, sometimes that could mess up the game, but, you know, you got to actually have people who really support you for what you do. You know what I mean? And that's the cool thing about, like, Eternal, too, is, like, we have so many groups of people in so many different cities that we want to see win and they want to see us win, too. So it's just it's it's just been growing, like, exponentially every single time that we do a show or we go to a new state and do our thing. Yeah, and to touch on that is when he was saying, you know, we've booked artists in the past. You know, we've booked Thousand Band Fonny. We've booked Warhol SS. We've booked Blueface, Blueface right before the blow up. We've mm-hmm. booked, you know, Unghetto Matthew. We've mm-hmm. booked Warhol SS. We've booked artists that are nationally known, credible artists. And we feel, you know, these artists do bring out a crowd. But at the end of the day, um, when, we, when you're bringing an artist to a new market, you know, it's not like every artist, every person is going to know who these people are. They're mm-hmm. going to expect, they're going to need that comfortability. And yeah. like we talked about earlier, that relevance to yeah. kick in. So we understand now it's like, okay, we have ourselves established to the point where to the typical person that's not engaged in this, which is the masses yeah. of people, you know, we're going to look appealing. Now it's just a matter of bringing quality production, quality artists to the stage mm-hmm. and it's going to work. Yeah. And that's what's happened. Yeah. And like at the end of the day, like if someone is like, really want to say wants to book you for something and they want to know what, everything they're getting out of it besides what they can see on the surface like you can offer them your analytics and whatnot too so yeah, it's like right, yeah. like that's like a like a, a thing i think about too is like if an artist has a million followers but you know maybe they blew up four years ago what are their what, what are their story views looking like now what are their page engagements looking like now and a lot of people maybe have like like I'd say like artificial growth is the same as blowing up really fast and then yeah. nobody caring anymore. Mm-hmm. That, that, that Those might as well be a fake million followers, mm-hmm. you know, for like a lot of artists that blew up in the past and are just not doing shit right now. Like it's Correct. basically the same thing. Like they might as well be robots at that point. Facts. You know? and, and that's what I feel like, you know, since we've done so many tours and concerts and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like, and then getting behind the scenes and seeing how things are ran. It's like, Facts. those are the questions that we just start asking now. You yeah. know what I mean? We might mm-hmm. see the numbers, but but like uh what have you done in your last four shows that you've done yeah and you know what's your analytics like where on spotify where are people listening yeah. to what am and i paying for really exactly you know? exactly so then it's it's been like a big learning experience through like this whole thing just mm-hmm. learning the business side of everything too mm-hmm. yeah. yeah we 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 understand that everyone has two perspectives on it our 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 goal isn't to be liked by everybody. Our goal yeah. is to connect and touch as many people as we can in a short amount of period, or and and have long term connections with those people. Mm-hmm. So, 
by artificially enhancing things that's going to allow us to increase our momentum mm -hmm. so that way we can get what we need done yeah and what it is that we need done is we need to connect with like-minded people yeah. that share the same vision so that way we can bring everyone together mm -hmm. with our real network of people that we have with our real email list of thousands of people that we've yeah. generated from other media pages and stuff that's the real things we actually have real things going on in the world that bring real revenue and mm -hmm. real connects the the Instagram, the social media and stuff, the everything that's just that's just for show. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. we we care about real connections, we care about real people, and we want to make real love, and we want to continue to do that. Yeah. yeah, and that's yeah, that's one thing that you realize. It's like there's a difference. Like you know, like I've been on so many tours and stuff like that, and then you see these people that people say fell off, mm -hmm. but they can still pack like a three to a thousand venue, you yeah. know, person venue, and they're still doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was one thing, like, uh, I went on tour with Riff Raff, and then you could see, like, his core is still engaged with him regardless yep. of what's, what's going on, you know what I mean? And, yeah, that's, like, one thing that you learn. It's, like, the Internet can say one thing, yep. but the streets can say, like, no, we rock with him. We still yeah. rock with him regardless. It is what it is. That's know? what I'm saying. That's why I don't mind saying what I had to say because yeah. we have real people backing us up, and it's – there's nothing yeah. that can really, you know, unless we have some terrible incident with some Andrew Tate shit happen to us, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> we, we we moving yeah. with love, man, and we really trying to connect and do real shit, so. Yeah, yeah, I definitely yeah. don't, I definitely don't judge anybody for those types of uh, yeah. business moves. I personally haven't done any of that type of stuff yet, and I don't really plan on doing it, yeah. but it's like, I, I, I understand where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. If I were to necessarily, if, if I were to try to paint a picture of, of a product right mm -hmm. like an artist is a product at the end of the day like yeah it looks better the more followers you have especially exactly. if you're if you have at least and nowadays you only need about 10 percent engagement for your shit to even look real like we have almost ten thousand followers on the gram but we don't get a we don't get ten thousand likes on our pictures we get a hundred to five hundred depending on the post so it's like yeah. like five to ten percent like that's a normal engagement right nowadays but exactly. but yeah um I guess yeah. To get off of that now, <laughs> okay. So it's <laughs> crazy time. I know. I, yeah. I, know, I want. I want crazy to say time. one more thing. Oh, all right, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, okay, just like the whole the whole you dig what you're saying is like people. You know how like things are streaming right now. Like yeah. I remember watching Tory Lanez and DJ Academics, and he was talking about how most of the streaming comes from. Uh, from Spotify playlists, from yeah. being playlists yeah. added and stuff playlists like that, and then the twenty percent is just like your organic followers type thing. Mm -hmm. And then it's the same exact thing. It's like, you know, that you're talking about. It's yeah. like the the 20%, that's like the real ones that are going to follow you regardless. But mm -hmm. then the 80% is just, it's kind of manufactured. Like we put yeah. you in rotation. It's like that they made it, yeah, they listened to it once or twice and then they kind of moved on, but they're still there. But yeah, yeah though the playlist thing is huge. Like that's definitely something that we're experimenting with right now is like, uh, just what playlists work, what playlists are worth the money that they're charging and whatnot. Because, uh, uh, Calvino, one of our, uh, artists, like he just recently released a song and he got it on a couple playlists and that song is doing way better than his most recent stream songs that we didn't have on playlists, you know? Yeah, so yeah. it works. It's like, it's marketing at the end of the day. It's one way to do yeah, it. And that's what I always say to all these like younger artists that we meet that like are super, super good. Like got everything mm -hmm. going and it's just like then what's the business? How are you going to market yourself with yeah. it, you know? Uh, uh, Lebo, who would you say you were, like, inspired by when you started making music and maybe has it changed to today? Um, I was definitely inspired by Kanye West, Kid Cudi, Tyler the Creator, 
Mm-hmm. Um, earlier forms of Cardi, earlier forms of Trippy Red, but mainly Kanye West, Kid Cudi, Tyler the Creator. Those are like my three like people that I feel like, man, if I can make music like these people, I will have no worries in the world. <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel that. Uh, do you have any inspirations for the way you dress? Uh, I definitely do. I would say uh, the Kanye West, the Kid Cudi, and then mm-hmm. um, also my, my mom played a huge factor in that. You know, my mom was always pretty stylish. My grandma was very stylish. My grandma's cutting so seamstress, mm-hmm. like she can cut. She custom makes like, 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 to- like clothing for like toys and stuff. And she really can Fine. like she she you know she would make me custom make clothing and blankets and stuff. So my grandma taught my mom, and then my, it kind of washed on to me too. So yeah, definitely parents and um, Kanye. Kid Cudi type shit, you know. So, what's a so? Have you? I'm. I was looking through your Spotify and whatnot, and have have you released a single this year on all have, platforms at least? I have not released a single single this year, mm-hmm. but I have been working on something and it's ready to go, and uh, it's just a matter of time now. Cool. Would you like to get into that at all? We can talk about it. Cool. Yeah. What, what's the, what's the, what's the the next moves besides this tour? What's up next for Lebo? What's up next is. Going into next year, we're already, you know, booking and doing things going into late January, early February with some some major artists that we feel mm-hmm. like are going to help us get more, you know, attention to what we're doing. And I also have a, a, a project coming out. It's called Beyond Beyond the Storm mm. or Beyond the Clouds. One of those two. Okay. I don't remember off the top of my head, but that's the project that we have coming up. And <laughs> I have not shared that with anybody yet, so that's an exclusive. Got the exclusive here for all the diehard fans watching. Yes, sir. It's mm-hmm. a it's a uh, it's a six track project, all produced, arranged, and mixed by me. And there's one feature on there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The feature a secret? Oh, it's, it's not a secret, man. It's not man. Kanye. It, 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 it's not. Drake? Oh man, it's not. It's <laughs> no, no, don't no, let it go. Hey, <laughs> if it was one of those, we would we, we had to hold this back a little longer. But yeah, just know the, the artist on there. Is, hey. Hey. The artist that's on there is an artist that I that I feel like is somebody that's gonna bubble up out of the, the Northwest scene very okay, soon, okay. and I feel like his music is very you know experimental and it is something that represents what we're trying to you know represent here with our movement with the, the Eternal Records. So cool. we uh yeah we got a few artists that are already you know technically under our management and we're going to be pushing them heavy going into next year and with this project. So. It's gonna be good. Cool. I got this segment I want to start doing more on here is kind of like explain that picture type mm-hmm. of a segment. Uh, the fans might not probably won't be able to see it, but hey. I can just talk about it. Uh, the picture of you and Phoenix flexing that's about uh, pretty self explanatory. You want to explain kind of how that link up happened? Yeah, man. So Tokyo, were you there? For that? Yeah, 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 Tokyo DJ was there. Yeah, Tokyo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo was there, mm-hmm. but. That was a show in Spokane, Washington, which is the eastern side of Washington, at the Knitting Factory. Um, it was a show put on by uh, JB. He's a he's a promoter and an artist out there in the, in the east. JB the yeah, Great. Yeah. Shout out JB the Great, man. Black Media Market. Shout out to them in the eastern Washington market. Uh, we helped you know put together it, helped him you know book artists and you know do all that. And behind the scenes, tapped in with Phoenix. We had a show going on. We had a two segment show going on with, with them. We had Spokane, Washington, and we had another show with him in Pasco, Washington that weekend. It was like December 20th of last year. So, yeah, it was it was crazy, man. And, uh, I gave him in that picture uh, one of my hoodies, one of the uh, green eternal hoodies. So there wasn't there's only like 20 of those in the world. And I gave him one of those and got a picture and went with it. Fire. And then the one next to it is the Young Ghetto Matthew one. I'm guessing that was probably the time that you guys booked him for the show, if I were to guess right. 
Yeah, that yeah. was uh, yeah. We was there in L.A. at Rare House, Rare House, a venue and community that's buzzing out of there. You guys should check okay. them out. It's Rare House, R A R three House, and they do a lot. They booked uh, Playboy Cardi's first event in L.A. They booked Post Malone, Chief Keef. They booked Yeats' first event in L.A. And we did that event at their warehouse. Um, yeah, they've done a lot of crazy things. Uh, shout out uh, NBA Jam. NBA Jam is the the curator of that and uh, of that of that event community, and you know. Yeah, we brought Unghetto Matthew there, and we brought him out for his first L.A. event. Definitely and, uh, on top. Yeah, yeah. He's doing good. You know, Unghetto Matthew, he, he signed, and uh, he's he's doing he, – he just dropped an album. Had NLE Chop on there, and, mm-hmm. you know, low-key, rest in peace. So, mm. yeah, it was a good experience. Yeah, I'm a f- I, I fuck with Unghetto Matthew. I know uh, yeah. someone we knew out here had a connection – has, like, some good connections with him, and we were trying to get – it was it's crazy like the, the three artists you listed off we were actually we were almost putting together like a combo show or like we were literally going to do like thousand band on ghetto matthew and potentially warhol and it's mm-hmm. like That's you literally crazy. listed those three off because thousand band um did a show out here a while ago and he did really well and warhol and bobby raps did a show together out here a while ago and he did really well and i seen on ghetto matthew as like a another opportunity to connect to the youth yeah. and i was like well thousand band would be really cool on ghetto matthew would also be really cool but like if you know if if depending on how much they cost maybe we could fit in another one and warhol mm-hmm. was like a name that popped in my head warhol or like a germ or something like that like someone that kind of fits in that realm so i definitely like those are some definitely some really good artists to work with what happened what, what happened with the we just <laughs> haven't necessarily we just haven't reached out as much okay. as we we should and just trying like now we're, we're just trying to find what venues can give us the best deals to do like 16 plus or all ages because like we know all, like a lot of venues will <clears throat> let you run with it for a 21 plus out here for the most part but like once mm-hmm. you try to get into that younger kid realm you gotta either put up some money or they're gonna want some money off the ticket sales and they're a little bit more than at least they would on a 21 plus night because they're not gonna sell as much drinks as their mm-hmm. plans so right, right. all these things that go into but um the numbers yeah i'm curious what the music scene's like in washington like is there is there a few big artists that have came out of there that maybe i'm just blanking on but i i don't I don't. I can't think of anyone that's from there, like like mainstream types. You know, like um, like is there is there anyone that's like super big from Washington? We got uh, Lil Mosey as far as like okay, the okay. super big category. Yeah, we can put that on there, but mm-hmm. uh, you know he's definitely going crazy. You know he's obviously mm-hmm. Billboard artist. You know what I'm saying we had Macklemore. Oh, sure. um, I guess Raz Simone. He was somebody that blew up that went kind of you know viral, and then we had Travis Thompson. You know, got to give it to him. He has songs that have charted recently yeah. in the last two three years and has millions of views on youtube and stuff like that but bubbling up right now um out of the the northwest area uh, obviously myself lebo but we also have um losito okay. he's an artist that's on the thrizzler he's had songs with Blueface. he's bubbling up right now he has like a million followers on tiktok and stuff like that there's highway 2009 he has a song that uh just he has a song with trippy red that's about to come out like he probably has like twenty thousand followers like you nice. know nothing crazy um there's also 3600 he just dropped the project very talented artist um cash capri very talented artist otg yeah OTG. um young wolf and there's also uh who, who, i don't want to forget anybody uh 2000 baby he, he's been getting a lot of attention in a, a little booth he's been dropping hella tracks like little back booth? to back little booth booth boy yeah, with been, an f little booth yeah. little booth <laughs> little booth yeah he's been he been dropping hella tracks he had a video with Lou, uh lewis you nasty and uh, he's had a few interviews with DJ Small Eyes and stuff cool. like that. So there's a there's a community yeah. out there, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. It kind of sounds kind of similar kind of out here. We have a few guys that are like 
were pretty popular and then other than that it's just a bunch of talent that waiting waiting to pop yeah. you know it's crazy because like when people always ask like oh who's big out of minnesota my really only answer that i know most people would know besides yes. prince is like a young gravy you know like right, right, like you could yeah. say prince and everyone's gonna be like oh yeah i know that or like maybe atmosphere you yeah, know like atmosphere. but like we young gravy for too long yeah you know young gravy well, young gravy like, came from here mm-hmm. yeah. rochester so not from like the cities but like uh it's like an hour and a half from here another it's another okay. big city but young Gra- gravy's from here and then casey who was just he was just Casey on the X- Pluto? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was just on the XXL freshman list, and obviously working with Kanye and a few other big names. So like, right, right. so like he uh, shout out to DJ Side Room, man. Yeah. Like years ago, he was gassing Casey, mm-hmm. you know. Nuts. And then that's super dope to see him this year, still yeah. DJing with him, still doing what he's doing. You know, and you know? Casey and Keed had a lot of music together. I'm pretty sure too, at least m- more than two or three songs, because mm-hmm. they had the one Pain song they did like three years ago, and then. Most recently, like they have, he's performed a few unreleased tracks at shows and shit with him and Keaton. It's been different ones both times I've heard them perform it. So it's like yeah, fuck. That's super dope. Yeah, definitely. Rest in peace, Lil Keaton. I think those two would have been like a really cool duo to watch. But now right. Side Real and Casey get to work together and do all the Rolling Louds together through his career now. Right, man. Bless, bless. Mm-hmm. For real, for real. Yeah. yeah. Um, while we're at it, might as well give a shout out to our sponsor. I'm running out of water in here because I've been drinking it because it's so good. Hey, but I've been drinking my water too, man. It's fire, man. <laughs> it's the best water ever. We might as well roll that little ad for them. Thank you guys so much for watching this podcast. We're going to take a quick break hey, to sit. shout out the supporters that support us to make this happen. Shout out to our sponsor, Northern Chill. It's my favorite water out there. It's a 7.8 pH level. It has calcium, magnesium, chloride, sodium, potassium, and even other minerals that help you live better. It makes you feel better, makes you live better, makes you healthy and hydrated. It's my favorite water. You can shop it online at northernchill.com. And we have an exclusive code for our podcast listeners. Code WWTV20 will give you 20% off a case of Northern Chills like you see right here. It is our favorite water over here at Water Wave, and I don't like to drink anything else. If I have to, I will, obviously, because i got to survive. But at any time of the day, I'm looking for a Northern Chill. Follow them on Instagram at drinkchillh2o as well and get with the movement. Start drinking real water and quit drinking that sink water, man. You know it's not good for you. We're back. Shout out Northern Chill, 7.8 pH like you heard. Make sure you use that code WWTV20 for 20% off northernchill.com on northernchill.com. What do you guys think of the water? It's very nice. uh, refreshing. Very refreshing. Yeah, very refreshing. Cool. Shout out Waterway yeah. TV, man. Northern yeah. Chill. Let's get it. Yeah, healthy water. Only one ingredient in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> literally, you know how waters be having like 50, ingredient. 50 ingredients, you know? They be having way too Like, it's just the water. They filtered it, cleaned it, and that's there to go. Um, what do you got? Uh, let's, let's get a little bit off music. What's like your hobbies outside of music? Man, I love to... I guess clothes. But I guess, yeah. I like to... That, like, too. I like to hang out with friends and you know just bond with pe- uh, my my circles of people and talk on the phone with people that I you know I'm not able to to see like that. Mm-hmm. I like to watch like RuneScape videos on Twitch. I don't I don't play it anymore because it's just like it takes a lot of effort and time to just be on there fucking grinding all your skills. But mm-hmm. I like to watch RuneScape and I like to play Call of Duty and shit. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like my thing. And I like to eat like cereal and shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite cereal? My favorite cereal is probably like honeycombs. It's just when you get the milk and it's like cold, and you get that shit with like the perfectly you know amount. Hey, it used to be back you know, in the it's day. It's just, it just very refreshing, you know. What's uh? It's how many nice. bowls were you? How many bowls a day are you? 
I mean, when, when, home, the, when these two home, goals a day, you know, one at night, one morning, maybe, you know, that one at night, just, you know, if it's been a long day, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that one in the morning and that one in the morning at the evening time, you know, that's going to get you through. Have you seen that uh, Yeet interview where he with Channel 5 News where he asked him, like, he said something like, what's your favorite food? And he said, Frosted Flakes. And he said, how many bowls do you eat a day? He said, like, 10 or some shit. Yeah, said, man, like, 10 you got to go crazy with it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, shit was fun, I didn't see that. That's a lot. He's topping. He's he's definitely topping my numbers on that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's fruity. Pe- you said you said frosted flakes or fruity pebbles. Frosted flakes. Frosted flakes are favorite. good. They're they're pretty good. They're just kind of regular though. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I gotta do the the cinnamon toast crunch. Mix that up with the Cheerios right now. You know, I Whoa, used to be honey right bunches now. of oats though. That shit's fire too. Honey bunches of oats. Yeah. yeah. I was at, this is very random, but I, I fucked with Raisin Bran for a while. That's wild. Raisin Bran. I never I heard don't know nobody that, say Raisin but, Bran. And I was on a weird health kick. Well, not weird, but I, I needed to lose weight when I was in high school. So I, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I would get Raisin Bran a lot, but I didn't fuck with the raisins in Raisin Bran because they're, you know, probably been sitting in that box covered in sugar, dried up for so long. So I would buy Wheaties and I would buy raisins mm-hmm. and I would put make the Wheaties, mm-hmm. put some raisins in my Wheaties and it'd be like fresh Raisin wow. Bran. That's very dope. innovative. But I'm not a fan of raisins. I don't yeah. know why. I haven't ate it since, so since like high school, so I probably got burnt Damn, out on right, it. But, right. but it was good. It was yeah. good for the time, though. That's good stuff. It's healthy, man. Mm-hmm. Got the beer going. That's mm-hmm. just crazy, man. Right. I don't ever grow a beer like <laughs> yeah, that, Maybe that man. was why. Maybe it was the right, reason. Right, was, right, right. Uh, yeah. I guess speaking of Wheaties, Wheaties boxes like let you get on the cover of the boxes. Is there any brands you would love to do like a collab with where you could be like on the cover, like if Northern Chill could put my face on there or something? You know, like how Wheaties boxes have athletes on it. Hmm. Oh, a brand that I would love to do a collaboration with. I would say definitely, um, who would I say? A brand that I really rock with. I would say golf. I like I like what Tyler is mm. doing with that. Cool. Um, and also, um, I would like to do a crossover with Honeycombs, man. Let me get on the cereal box. Honeycombs, like Kellogg, let me get on the box. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We're here. We hear. That's dope. Do you have a celebrity look like? People say DC to Don and Ian Connor. Okay. That's what I've been hearing. I seen a picture of you on your page, and for some reason, <laughs> I thought of a uh, baby Santana. I've never. I don't know if I. I know, maybe it's just the color, like a little teka, but they're brothers, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know for sure, but yeah, Ian Connor, I get that a good. Not amount. the height though. Yeah, you're very tall. Yeah. If y'all didn't know. But no, I just seen that one day, and I was like, I I swear it was like I thought you had a video with him. I, I maybe I could see like the, by like the thumbnail, it just kind of looked like him. I was like, damn, he has a whole video with Baby Santana. I clicked on it, and it was you. But you, you had the red dreads, and he kind of had the same thing. So that's where I was good. Little uh, clickbait. A little bit, yeah. It kind of got me interested. Uh, did you ever play sports in high school or anything like that? I did basketball, but I was I guess ass, or it was I was either ass or the coach was just playing politics. But I, I thought I was good growing up, you know. I was a guard my entire life, but after like sophomore year, I shot it from like five nine to like six four. Mm. Could you dunk? That's crazy. I could dunk, but like just two hands. I just had the beginner package. I didn't have that many credits, you know. Yeah. What I mean? I've only dunked a couple times in my life. You not, dunked not before? in game, but wow, that's in practice. impressive, man. That's impressive. Yeah, I played basketball for a while, and then I played college football. I actually didn't get to dunk. I never dunked until I played college football when they got me in the, like a good lifting program or whatever. Then I was able to get up there a little bit, That's but fine. only a few times. I so, it's on so, video, though, somewhere. Oh, so was it like your angles? Like, what it, you know, like I'm always wondering, like, me back in high school, I could touch rim and like barely get it in yeah. type thing. I feel like it was just like probably just overall athleticism of being able to like be in motion, jump off one leg, get up, put it down. 
but definitely just like I got way stronger when I played college football, so that was definitely a, a key factor too. And just mm-hmm. and actually being able to learn how to put it in correctly is the whole yeah. thing too. Like, like that's like you can get up there, grab the rim all you want, but like being able yeah. to get that extra right, few inches and to like lip it over just to yeah. to yeah. be able to do some shit. And if you can palm the ball, it's oh, yeah. easier. If you can't palm the ball, then you really gotta like. Mm-hmm. You gotta like yeah. do it, which my hands aren't very big, so I had to either go up with two hands or like kind of like just hold it up on the way up. Mm-hmm. But and I was a one foot jumper too, so it was you know you definitely got to be able to palm that thing, you know, or have crazy momentum. Were you a one foot jumper or a two foot jumper? Definitely one. Yeah, yeah, baseline, go up and then do it from that way. Yeah. That was like the only, that was like the easiest way for me right. to do it. Yeah. yeah, but I caught it on a vlog. I was vlogging while I was in college, and I caught it. My first ever dunk hey. on video. It's on the vlog channel that. None of you probably have ever seen because <laughs> there's a lot of cringy shit on there. I haven't deleted it, but it's out there. You have to drop the channel, man. Uh, right. If y'all know my real name, you can find it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, and me, I was ass at, at, at hooping. Like, I learned early. That's why I quit basketball because I learned early. You know, like, I, I started getting fouled out of games, <laughs> all type of shit, and I just took it as a sign. I was like, all right, this is, this is it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I started skateboarding and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So, skateboard. I've never. I couldn't. I'm not good at. I, I can like stand on the skateboard, learn how to maybe do a couple like kick flips or some mm. shit if that's the right thing or an all. Like, yeah, yeah. If that's the right word, but I, I'm not good at, uh, actually moving like mm. pedal like kicking. I can't. I always like just like fall off or flip or sling the board forward or backwards. I can't figure it yeah, out. Yeah, it's like muscle. It's like muscle. Like yeah. if you haven't done it in a while, it's gonna feel like noodles on there. Mm-hmm. So you just gotta get that. You know that resistance up. It's just like lifting weights or anything. Like yeah. you gotta. Move your body in that way, and then it gets super easy after a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what platform do you think is uh, breaking out new artists the most nowadays? Like what app, social media? Mm-hmm. We gotta obviously say uh, TikTok, of course. It's breaking out artists, but um, you know, then it's up to them with their own business knowledge to go from there. Yeah. But um, I would say TikTok for sure, and then. It's kind of weird that there isn't a music platform breaking out music artists. Yeah. It's like social media platforms, but it's really just TikTok and Instagram, man. Yeah. But like there hasn't been like another SoundCloud like type of thing where people no. are like going th- to the app to discover new music. Mm-hmm. But even with TikTok, it's like I don't think people are necessarily going on TikTok to find new artists, but they're going on TikTok to find content. And all of a sudden these songs that they're, people are making the content with become these new artists they're interested mm-hmm. in. Because like that happens to me all the time, like the, the fucking the Lil Yachty Poland song that's going yeah. crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Even like Ice Spice with Munch and a bunch of other ones. It's like, the like these these people would have never found these songs. I mean the Lil Yachty one probably, but like yeah. a lot of these underground people, even like the Ice Spices, he probably wouldn't have found these if TikTok uh, wasn't a thing. You know? yeah. yeah, TikTok's helped a lot of people, and I was kind of going viral on there for a while with a song called No X, where uh, it talks about how a girl that I was with started selling herself online mm. you know after she was heartbroken pre-of yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i was gonna ask about your spotify because like uh you had like a couple songs that were doing very very mm-hmm. like way better than the others 93k on no x 43k and on my own um i was gonna ask like were those like the ones that kind of helped your tiktok out or yeah. were those like the spot f- or the, the playlist placements that you're able to get you on know? my own and no x were the two songs that i would push you on there so that's like mm-hmm. i said when i was in my journey on doing the tiktok stuff those are the songs i was pushing but mm-hmm. it's just like i'm not gonna like me i'm not gonna make a song and be like okay this will be good for me you making tiktok content or i'm yeah. not gonna be like oh i'm a only make stuff that pertains to TikTok content because yeah. I just want to make the music I want. But those two songs just have just happened to be songs that could be marketed very well in there. Especially No X was like about toxic relationship shit, and you know the kids gonna eat that up. 
so we we pushed that heavy and it was very very organic to do that cool is there anything else you'd like to add any any words of encouragement anything you got coming up that we didn't talk about before we send it off um and we about to be in jersey city next week and mm-hmm. you know i appreciate y'all for having us yeah, on this, here i guess this will Shout be out. dropped my bad just so we can maybe for the people that see this will be dropped ne- on the 18th okay so next tuesday because we usually drop interviews on tuesdays so what what days does that leave you left with the tour that we got you with um we got atlanta miami you know salt lake city mm-hmm. seattle tri-cities but I mean, most importantly, just want to uh, shout out my mom. Want to shout out my dad. Want to shout out my stepdad. Um, all my friends, supporters. Want to shout out Tokyo for being a good friend, good partner. You know, trustworthy, reliable person. Um, and also just all of the supporters, people that are just you know the artists giving us a chance to work with them. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Water Wave TV. Um, just thankful, man. Thankful mm-hmm. for God. Thankful for good health. And shout out to myself. Awesome. <laughs> Pre, uh, appreciate you coming through. It was obviously like my first time meeting you when I pulled up to your show um, at Creative. And um, I think like I say this to a lot of people, but I think it'd be dope. Like, you know, maybe next time you come here next year on tour, like to try to do another one and see like what has changed, you know, because yeah. I think like you're the type of artist. So, you, you know, you actually have your mind straight and you have good marketing and you have a good following. You're going on tours. You're doing photo shoots. You're doing concerts. You're doing music. You know, like, there's a lot of shit that artists say they want to do, but they're not doing like you're doing a lot of it. And I think like, you know, you know, a month from now, like there could be 50 media pages trying to get an interview with you or, you know, it, whatever it may be. So I think like next time you come to Minnesota, if it's a year or two from now, I think it'd be dope to do another one and see kind of where you're at. And I'll have definitely a little bit more understanding of your full on career, too. Yeah. So I'm definitely still getting tapped in, of course. still still getting through everything and yeah. whatnot. So it's, uh you know, yeah, we'll be back sooner than that, man. We our thing is, you know, we're going to we're going to crash and burn before mm-hmm. we just let the shit burn out. You know what I'm saying? We're going to go out with a bang. So we're going to be back sooner. And do you have anything you wanted to say? Oh, uh, yeah, man. Just shout out to everybody. Shout out to Eternal. Shout out CLM. Shout out Kev, Kato. Shout out JB the Great, man. Shout out everybody who ever, like, kind of gave me an opportunity to DJ on these bigger yeah. platforms and do our thing and shout out to like you know friends family and everything and yeah man learning a lot yeah. with you man we traveling we doing it mm-hmm. man, yeah, it's, we're, it's we teach each other a lot of things man we help out we like we do a lot for one another man yeah, like he was saying shout out no label tour shout out black media company everybody mm-hmm. that's given us an opportunity to perform and just be in another area like you know the Phoenix Flex an opportunity mm-hmm. the Bravo the Bag Chaser tour you know um, you know, there's another tour coming up with some names I can't, you know, let let off and, you know, shout out, you know, Edgar, you know, he's the one that's doing the OGZ shows in California. He's, uh, you know, extended his arm to us to allow us to come and be yeah. a part of those shows, too. So shout out to everybody that's in the scene, bro. We just want to keep growing. You know, if you're watching this, you're an artist, you're a vendor, you're a brand, you're a podcaster. Tap in with us. One of us. We want to work with you. We want to come to your community. Every time we do a tour, we're going to do at least two to three new cities on those tours. Oh, yeah, shout out Kev. I, I'm familiar with Kev from uh, CLM. I feel like the people behind the scenes putting shit together don't necessarily always get the best, the most credit besides the brand that is doing yeah. it or whatever. But yeah, he's been putting a lot of work and he's been touring with a lot of new artists. I know he's always done like the Riff Raff ones and the Mod Sun ones, but yeah, he was yeah. a Dizzy Wright recently, right? Too. Yeah, he's been yeah, doing that one. But on the Dizzy, uh, yeah. Chris Webby, DJ Paul, like, yeah. yeah, man, like he does a lot of stuff behind the scenes and he goes hard, like. You know, we've done a lot of tours and stuff mm-hmm. like that together. So it's like, you know, we're waking up every day, mm-hmm. seven in the morning, hopping on the road, hopping on the plane. Yeah. You know, we're running the show. Like, if something happens, he's he's the first one on it. You know what I mean? So, so 
Yeah. Yeah. If you're not familiar, we have a clothing store over at 1521 Como Avenue Southeast where we sell vintage shoes, or not vintage shoes, but vintage clothing, shoes like Jordans, Yeezys, Nikes, all that type of shit. We also got a recording studio there as well um, where you can book your sessions on waterwavetv.com to work with one of our engineers. Once again, thank you guys for coming in. Uh, if you're watching, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. If you are just listening on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening at, make sure you give us a good review. Tell your friends about us. Screenshot it, put it on your story, share it. Hit that little, little what is it? It's like a half a square with the triangle on top, <laughs> the, the little, little yeah. share button. <laughs> hit that little share button. Put it on your Instagram story. Let people know. Tag us. And uh, I'm out. Peace. Let's yeah, go. Water wave. Water wave.